Let's go to Canada now. We're joined by our correspondent, Ashley Stewart. Kia ora, Ashley. Um, we are coming off the back of a dry summer here in New Zealand, but it sounds like Canada's winter has been pretty dry too. What's been going on? Hi, Lisa. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, unseasonably mild winter over here. I mean, you probably think of Canada as uh, freezing cold in the winter. We're usually here experiencing kind of temperatures down to negative 20 about this time of year but I mean it's 12 13 degrees where I am in Toronto right now so that is wonderful if you hate winter but not so good if you like skiing and um not having wild wildfires so there's I mean there's a bit of drama going on people are pretty worried about the fact that this upcoming wildfire season is going to be even worse than it was last year last year was already the 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 worst wildfire season on record over here um and so there's there's issues as well with kind of the the fires that were burning from last year are still burning underneath the snow the snow Pardon? hasn't been sorry Ashley pause for a second <laughs> just just say that again so so they actually yeah. keep burning, even though there might be a layer of snow and it's horrendously cold by our standards. The fire is still chugging away underneath. Yeah, it's called zombie fires, um, which I, I've never heard of before I moved to this country. But it yet basically means that the snowfall and the rainfall has not been enough to put them out. So they're just smouldering underneath the, this like tiny pack of snow, um, feeding off the kind of peat and the, the, the dryness of the ground. I mean, Toronto, for example, usually gets 80 millimetres of rain or snow in February. This year it got three. So that's kind of what we're talking about in terms of just a really dry, unseasonably warm winter. And it's affected the ski fields as well. I mean, you've got incredible ski fields over here. You've got Whistler, you've got Revelstoke, you've got all of these these um, fields that bring in thousands, millions of people per year. And they're, they're brown. People are skiing on slush. So it's been, it's been a challenging uh, winter for a lot of people here. Yeah, and here, people here can um, relate to in respect of the snow on the slopes. I'm interested in this law in Quebec, and it has survived a legal challenge, um, and it allows the province to uh, continue banning essentially public servants from wearing religious symbols while on the job. What kinds of things are they banned from wearing? Yeah, so this has been going on for quite a few years. Um, the law was first passed in Quebec in 2019, um, and there have been several challenges in um, in courts to try and... Um, I mean, there there have been public bodies that have kind of tried to challenge it to to say that this is unconstitutional, that it um, it's against the Canadian Charter of Rights and things like that. So this latest one um, was... It was heard from, sorry, it was heard in 2022. Um, and yeah, the law basically declares Quebec a secular state. It inc- includes a provision prohibiting public sector workers in positions of authority. Inc- I mean, it includes the likes of teachers, judges, police officers from wearing religious symbols such as the hijab, uh, the keeper, the turban, or even kind of like uh, Catholic crosses and things like that while they're on their job. So the uh, the National Council of Canadian Muslims and the Canadian Human Rights Commission began filing lawsuits against it as soon as it was passed. This last um, this last ruling today kind of just says that the law is constitutional; it is allowed to happen, and Quebec can basically declare itself as a secular state and impose those rules on people, despite the fact that many groups say it's, I mean, it's completely discriminatory.
That is really interesting. Hey, um, these audio clips that have been released, we all remember the Titan submersible that went missing and it imploded, right? And now there's some audio. Where is it from? What does it sound like? Yes, yeah, so if, if you recall when, um, when the rescue mission was still going, the Canadian Air Force announced at the time that they had, they had recorded these bangs and they were really constant bangs that were coming every half an hour or so and it sounded to many people like there was someone, I don't know, uh, crying for help, you know, like this was a yeah, this was tapping a sign on the that side the pe- of the, sh- the exactly, the exactly. So this was a sign that there were people in inside that were still alive potentially. It gave a lot of people hope. Um, so that clip of that audio has been released for the first time, but by, by the Canadian Air Force, and it's kind of it's part of a new documentary that's being released in the UK um, in a couple of days. So I think a lot of people are very interested in hearing that kind of airy sound, despite the fact that uh, the the US has basically said it, it it could just be other ocean noise. It could have been rescue ships. It's kind of being left up to the to the viewer and the the listener to decide for themselves at this point because we're just never going to know. Yeah, there is so much mystery still surrounding that Titan. Thank you so much, Ashley. That is Ashley Stewart joining us live there from Canada.